Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tess of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark today to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. John, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday evening? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, not the best episode of NXT tonight. We'll get into all that, but you know, trying try, trying to soldier on through here. But uh, before, before we do this, I remind you all this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on, on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Love, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. Now, John, shortly, I think it was right around the main event time, I saw some someone tweet um, online that this was, in their mind, the, the worst episode of NXT they'd ever seen. I don't know if you go that far, but it, it, it was not good. Um you know, and, and we've, we've been talking for, for weeks now that that's more par for the course. But this one did feel particularly rough. But, John, it started so good. We had a very good six-man tag team match, Imperium and Diamond Mine. As you might expect, Walter, or sorry, Gunther, uh, and, and Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel picked up a pretty good win over Roderick Strong and the Creed Brothers. Uh, good to see Imperium picking up wins. They, they are just a very imposing and dominant stable. Uh, I, I, I like seeing them win matches. I, I don't like the whole Gunther thing still. The crowd continues to chant Walter, so um, maybe kind of suggesting that they, they didn't need to change the name in the first place. But uh, we did see Walter get the pinfall win here. So what do you think about this opening match and another uh, another win for Imperium here as they continue to, continue to gain more, more momentum? Uh, it was definitely, I thought, an interesting match. It was very good, uh, a rarity for NXT of very, putting on very good matches, especially when it's a six-man tag match. Uh, I don't know where this is benefiting Imperium or even Diamond Mine. I, I don't understand. Uh, fans are still not acquainted or accepting of Gunther's name yet. He still has the same talent. He still has the same gimmick, really, if you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Uh, and he's obviously still uh, one of the best wrestlers in the world. So we'll see where it leads, especially with his future. But um... I, I liked it. And Steve Chambers saying he liked the opening match as well. Um, this did feel kind of. You know, not not that it's new, but just you know, Diamond Mine has been, has been losing a good amount lately, so they aren't exactly riding a lot of momentum now. We do know the Creed Brothers will face Grizzly, Grizzly Young veterans next week in a semifinal match for the Dust Roads Tag Team Classic. So, in a way, I, I kind of would have liked to see them, even if it wasn't this match, like just get a win heading into that because at this point they they are they're one of the, the four final final teams. So you would hope they would have. Um, a little more momentum going to that. That's what Brian Everett is saying here. Uh, it was a good match. Didn't like the Diamond Mind taking the loss. Um, but no, I think Diamond Mind and especially Imperium always punk matches. That's what DJ is saying. Gunther or, or silly gimmicks or, or whatever you might want to say. They're very, they're all very good in the ring. I like seeing them together. And again, I, I'm glad they're back. They're together here on NXT. Um, and I'm curious to see what's going to happen next with it. I, I, Again, they're 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 gaining a lot of steam here, and I'm curious to see. Uh, and I kind of like this idea from Steven Chambers. Could we even see Walter, sorry Gunther, challenge for the NXT title potentially as soon as Mania weekend? We know they'll have the ta- uh, the takeover like event uh, at WrestleMania weekend, so that could be something we could look forward to. And we do we have seen Walter look pretty impressive already so far, and. He obviously has the background to, to kind of quickly set that up. He's a, he's been a dominant XC UK champion. So I would think 
Yeah, why not? I, that would make sense. I, I think uh, on paper it will be really a, a good match, but the only problem is you wouldn't really want to see either guy take the loss. But I do feel like we might be heading in that direction based on how we've been seeing Imperium, uh, you know, get booked here so far. But no, it was a good opener, and again, that's why it was a little disappointing. The rest of the show kind of fell apart pretty quickly. But there, there were things I did like. Joe Gacy ha- has mastered the art of looking absolutely just creepy we had this backseat segment that was taped earlier it was released online earlier in the day to set up the match so he's talking to la LA Knight's coming to cut a promo gacy and harlan sitting up on him and gacy says oh you've got all this anger and this hatred for for grayson waller i can help you with that and and knight kind of like you know teased him along and said oh we can you know go out in the ring and and settle it there uh la knight is just, he's so good he's like he's so natural on the promos like he just really comes off as so like a person, not not a, not a character on TV. It really seems so so genuine. I've always been a fan of his. So gotta say, I'm doing you know back in the spotlight here. He wound up having a match with Joe Gacy. It was pretty good. And then Grace Waller comes out uh, with uh, what did they they changed the guy's name to like um, ah Sangha. They they like yeah. they they like kind of briefly mentioned at one point and then they confirmed it later sangha performing on his sorav uh his, his new powerhouse enforcer kind of thing there so waller interferes cost knight the match against gacy big one for gacy pinning la knight like that uh and that sets up knight versus uh sangha for next week now if, if knight wins uh waller said that he might re- at least reconsider their straining order and i feel like we might see this match at uh at vengeance day i think that's kind of Seems pretty like at this point because John, these guys have been feuding for months now, and I do think it's kind of time to, to move on and do something else for, for both guys. Yeah, this uh isn't necessarily been doing it for me. I don't, uh, yeah, the comment with LA Knight being too good for NXT, especially with all the rumors you're hearing about them being high up on them, which I, I they probably are. Uh, uh, LA Knight and Waller is going to be a good feud. Um, but there's just something missing. I don't know. The whole show just seemed off tonight for some reason. It just didn't... I don't know if they were just, like, in cruise control or just, like, I don't even know. But then you got the next two shows that are going to be on sci-fi. I mean, they did basically load up next week's show. To me, it was confusing because, like, are they just trying to, like, keep the number they have now on sci-fi? Like, I, I don't get it. I, I, just, I just don't get it. And this is a part of it that I, I, I thought didn't benefit anybody i guess yeah uh, I, I would agree you know uh it wasn't to me again I, it wasn't a very good show brian said it wasn't a bad show uh, i definitely um love feeling more uh <laughs> luke saying nxt has been off for six months well yeah um yeah uh, if, if well, not six you know. months you know I mean, I wouldn't say at least like at this level for six months. I mean, I get people, like I said before, are, are I don't want to say afraid. They just don't like change. They are I know, I don't. The, the <laughs> people that say don't fix what's not broken. And I get that part. I do get that part. The part I don't get is the people that just don't like to see the change. Like, for example, I think if let's let's in this imaginary world say that everything is the same, that it is back then now and the only thing that changed was the logo and the colors and the stage and everything people would still be complaining that they changed the logo and this and that for no reason like if the talent and stuff was still the same i think people would still be complaining anyway but i get that 
the the program has been much worse because it has been i don't know and then tonight you got this like they're trying to give more of like that sports feel to it where they're throwing it to like a backstage interview in the middle of a match they're putting in the corner like reporting now yeah i know Mackenzie mitchell it's like what what like come on like i don't know it's i don't know i don't know what they're going for they they, they yeah especially with nxt you know with raw and smackdown you kind of get it like because you know it, it, with that it's sports entertainment you could really you know to me at least kind of justify more of those the sports kind of things nxt has kind of firmly veered off into the more entertainment side uh brian ever pointing out that they, they are constantly uh, introducing all these new characters and that continued tonight we saw a vignette for one new character nikita lyons who is this musician kind of person um didn't really care for that like that's just i don't know didn't do it for me like she was like singing or like you know performing her music and like I don't think, I think it was that good. So, you know, if you're gonna have someone do do music as a gimmick, I would hope that they'd be. Uh, I'm not trying to knock her. I'm just saying, you know, like, I don't know. That doesn't seem kind of off to me. And then they had this like weird on-screen graphic where like looks very like '80s, like Nikita Lyons, like looks weird. Apparently, she's a nunchuck master, which is really cool. And I hope I hope the end of that. So I saw that going around on Twitter. That she's a nunchuck master, um, which she's not in the, in the WWE ring. So maybe they'll find a way to bring that in. But we did see the return. If we got new characters or or and or uh, repackaged characters, Saray came back, and we officially saw the arrival of her her anime like. Uh, character so basically she comes out she's wearing the schoolgirl uniform and then kind of like the fiend's entrance wrestlemania 37 like she just kind of morphed into like her old self like the the saray that we come used to seeing and then she wins a match and she goes backstage back to the schoolgirl, and then she has this necklace on that's from her grandmother apparently and the thing is like glowing light and it's a little kind of tacky and she was saying like the, it represents like the, the the spirit of her grandmother or whatever like I don't know, man. Like, again, all these characters, might, by and large, other than maybe the the, the very tippity top, you know, Brown Breaker, Kamala Hayes, the ones that are really like really getting pushed as actual superstars. Otherwise, it just feels like a a very odd assembly of like cartoon characters, and uh, I don't know. But so, what do what do you think of Saray coming back here with, and having the chance to see her her new gimmick kind of? Her new gimmick in, in action, at least, rather than just send some vignettes we've seen. Uh, I think it's a little early to really make a good uh, prediction if it's going to work out. Um, she has the superstar potential, but they're like they do so many times, uh, misguiding, putting putting this in the wrong direction. But again, ring work was still good, you know, and I think once she continues to as all others do get comfortable and used to the quote unquote WWE style of doing things because we know they're more they're more persuasive and lenient towards the entertainment side rather than the actual physical wrestling side which I know doesn't make any sense but that's just how it is they they're more keen on having people's character work mic work things like that be the way they want it to be because if you really dig down and look at the nxt people their in ring like move sets are pretty similar there's just a few differences here and there and then of course you got your signatures and finishers that are different but um 
it's 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 all about your character and your gimmick and how you can talk and we've seen that time and time again where you have people on the main roster that have absolute terrific in-ring skills but very poor promo skills you look at ricochet you could argue cesaro is not really that good on the mic either uh and then they they don't get opportunities they just they're they're put on the back burner because they can't talk they they don't they, 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 I guess you could say they don't sell. They don't sell the shirts because they don't. They don't draw people to their character, and then right. basically, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of the, the way things are these days. If you can take a character and, and make it work, chances are you'll at least get. You will have more opportunities to to be successful. They'll they'll put you in those positions of at least you know being on TV, being in matches, winning matches. You know, because those sometimes matter at least. Um, so maybe that's part of the thing over NXT. They're trying to like get these characters uh, to work on NXT, so that in theory, by the time they get to the main roster, if they do, uh, then that, that they would be at least in theory more more successful. But unfortunately, some of them not working so so much. You know, on, on the bright side, I think we already, as I mentioned earlier, DJ saying he's liking what Joe Gacy's doing. It's like a twisted serial killer, a sadistic killer kind of thing. That evil look on his face, like Waylon Mersey from way back in the day. I do think Joe Gacy could be one of those success stories uh, as a real good like character work kind of guy. Uh, and I think he, he looked good in the ring here tonight as well against LA Knight. So, but best of both worlds in that sense, when you can have a good character and something like backing up in the ring, you know, that's what you, that's, that's what you want, you know, the sports and the entertainment. So hopefully, hopefully see more from him moving forward here, but uh, we got a bunch of developments with the women's vision here. We're talking about Saray. We're talking about, um, Nikita Lyons and some other ones as well, but Toxic Attraction came out. Uh, Persia and per Persia Prada and, and uh, Indy Hartwell will get a tag title shot at NXT Vengeance Day. Uh, and they will, so they'll be challenging JC Jane and Gigi Dolan to get a promo after Persia and Indy beat them last week. Not a whole lot to, to talk about there. But then Kaylee Ray comes out. She wants a title shot for Mandy because she chased Mandy off, off last week. They've been feuding for a couple weeks now. Mandy, Mandy turns her down. And that, that leads into a pretty interesting promo segment where Kaylee's talking about her background. She's actually a champion. She was ex-UK champion. She's a wrestler. And Mandy Rose is like, well, what about my background? I, I've been on billboards. I've been on posters and magazines and all this, that, and the other thing. Uh, so definitely a very clear contrast of personalities, of style, of, of identity, really. Uh, so I, I was actually kind of, kind of compelled by that, where it was like, I don't know, like, drew me in more more than we've seen more recently uh in terms of some of like the her kaylee smashing the photo set didn't really think that was very interesting but that this promo was kind of interesting interesting but then later in the show uh in several segments we saw kaylee basically chasing mandy around the backstage area uh with a bat and then trying to like bully her into giving her a title shot uh, at one point uh Id idris and Ife and malik later backstage trying to game plan and um malik was saying uh, like, oh what if mandy rose showed up right now what, what would you say to her and Malik like closes his eyes, like uh, they starts talking, and they burst through the door. And Mandy like falls into his lap, and uh, and Malik says, "Oh, thank goodness!" And, and they keep fighting. And then like you just all right, come on, we got to go. And Malik says, "I need a minute. I need a minute." And then Wade Barrett on commentary says, "The competition is stiffening up." I have the humor of a five-year-old sometimes. I just uh, so one, on a show like this, you take what you can get. Uh, that that made me laugh. I, I like that, but. Keep going on, but you know, they're 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 tasting each other, they're brawling. Then we go to later on, and Kaylee dumps spaghetti or something on spaghetti the and then a, a cake, a cake that it didn't even stick to her. Like, I know it barely even touched her, you know, bit of a mixed bag of, of a um group of segments, really. Good promo segment, 
I laughed because the 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 Malik and the, the Malik thing was kind of funny, um, and also very cringeworthy at the same time. And then this, the, the the spaghetti and the cake, not great. And then the show ends after the main event match. Can just stick with stick with it. Uh, Kaylee and Mandy go out to the ring, and uh, Kaylee's beating Mandy up and and bullies her yet again into giving a title match. Not a vengeance day, but next week. So we'll see Kaylee uh, Kaylee Ray challenge Mandy Rose for the title next week. So John. I guess we can just group the, the toxic tribes and things together here. What do you think about these two looming title matches here for Mandy and for uh, the tag titles? Uh, I expect that at least for the time being, I would agree with Steven that they're probably going to hold on to him for now. But then I also could agree with Brian saying that um, she should be the next women's champ. So it could go either way. They haven't really shown anything that kind of would like make you lean one way or the other as far as like who, who you think is going to win not necessarily who you would want to win but when it's all said and done if i had to pick one that would potentially change hands it's probably the tag titles because i think the tag titles could change hands and it would make sense more uh what do you think I think I would agree. I, I think of the two, especially if you ask me, I, I, I could see them going with uh, Persia and Indy. We had a brief promo backstage where uh, my guy, Dex Loomis, was back. He didn't say anything, as, as you might expect, but he was there. He was with per, uh, he was with Indy, you know, the, the happy couple back together. Um, so having that, you know, just kind of having that back in at least the one segment, I was like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe they're kind of, you know, doing something there. We've seen, you know, some tension with Persian and D about that relationship maybe a little bit. Uh, yes, we, of course, we love Index over here, at least on, on my side of things. I'm a big fan of Index, happy to see them every time they're on. Um, so, no, I, I kind of thought that might be something. Um, but with that tension, it'd be kind of weird if they won, and then, the, I mean, then it would turn into, it turned into a can they coexist thing. Um if if Toxic Attraction does does win next, or sorry, does win at Vengeance Day, Steve Chambers pointing out maybe we'll see uh, whoever winds up winning the Women's Dusty Cup uh, getting the titles anyway. Uh, beyond that, and now it's our today's February one, so hopefully we we will find out more about the the Women's Dusty Cup maybe as, as soon as next week. Maybe they'll announce the teams this weekend, like they did um, similarly for the for the men's side of things, but. Um, no, I, I think yet again, we're so I'm still enjoying the Mandy Rose run. I, I think there's definitely a lot more they can do there. I don't think it's really the right time to, to have her drop the title. It's and I don't know, Kaylee Ray hasn't really been framed like this, I don't know, world beating like challenger. Like she's she bullied her with a bat and like made her give her a title shot. She won, they she they she was on the winning team last week, but she chased Mandy away. She didn't even get the win there necessarily. So um, I feel like they usually kind of choreograph it a little more of like, oh, they're, they're picking up wins, at least sometimes. No, sometimes they'll just go for the, the shocking title switch, but at least for me, I'm old-fashioned, give me some some momentum, give me some signs, like, oh, this is where we're going. So on the flip side, Brian's saying maybe, at least what he's saying, Kaylee Ray should be the next next women's champion, given her, maybe given her background and, uh, you know, just shake it up a little bit in terms of the title scene there. Um, at the very least, even saying Kaylee's a good opponent, but I didn't see anybody anybody beating Toxic Attraction for a while, and that's probably more I would lean. Uh, and again, even if somebody, some team does uh, come out of the the Women's Dusty Cup, uh, that would be maybe a, a good challenger for GG and JC. As Steven Tanger is pointing out, yes, we did see the official formation uh, of one team tonight. Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade will be a team. They had a match here tonight. Pretty darn good. Raquel won. Good good uh, effort in a, in a loss for Cora Jade. 
And even with the win, Raquel Gonzalez, I guess it was a matter of earning her respect. She goes over and says, let's go win this thing. So they will be teaming up seemingly in the Women's Dusty Cup. And I guess more than anybody, I would I would think they, they could beat Tyson Traction because at least they, they've already been established, whereas everyone else would feel like a pretty pretty randomly thrown together team. So um, DJ just asked, saying he knows that you'll disagree, John. Uh, he's saying uh, that he truly thinks Corey and Raquel can really win the whole cup. Do what do you think that might be the case? Or do you have your money on somebody else? What are you, what are you expecting to see? Or, or or I mean, it's obviously very early. We don't even know who's going to be in it. But at least in here today, what are you thinking about uh, maybe Raquel and Kakora maybe winning the the woman side of things here? Yeah, as I said last week, it's it's really hard to predict. I do think they do have to be the early favorites to win, but yeah. I'm not I'm not convinced that they're going to be the ones that will win. So uh, I guess I would agree and disagree with him. He says that I always disagree with him, but um, that's mostly true. But in this case, I don't necessarily disagree, but I don't necessarily agree because we need to see more information as far as who else is in this first. I agree. It is, the timing is a little weird. It's even for bringing up, you know, Persia and Indy, like they're they're going to be challenging for the titles, and then in theory, they could still be in in the tournaments, and they could they could earn another title shot, and that seems a little wonky to me. It's like you, I, you to me, you might as well like I, I don't know, try to build someone else up instead because like in theory they'd be the perfect choice to win the women's Sassy cup but they're already getting a title shot so that's a little convoluted and, and, and re- redundant anyway so um maybe maybe a maybe a missed opportunity there because i think they they would probably be the the best choice on paper to win uh maybe other than or maybe i would say like they're right up definitely right up there with core and raquel um Talking all, I'm definitely, definitely going to agree with Brian saying they don't have enough women's tag teams here, especially on the XC side. I did forget, uh, Stephen reminding me about uh, Casey Carter and uh, Casey Canzaro and Caden Carter. They're also a team there as well. So I could see them winning maybe. I think they might be uh, maybe a favorite at this point as well. So now look at that. We have, in theory, two teams, maybe three with uh, if Persian or Indy are, are in there as well. Uh, we're running through the one position here, so we might as well stick with it. DJ pointing out that, yes, we did have an an interesting match from one one day two tonight. So one day two comes out, and her theme song, John, is, is an alarm clock, and then it drops into this like funky like, <sighs> like rap a lullaby. Yeah, so it was weird, man. Like it was, it was like a lullaby, an alarm clock, and then like a lullaby on top of a rap track kind of thing. Um, that was odd. And then she winds up facing Amari Miller. And previously, at about they, at a pre-tape, they had Amari and uh, Tiffany Stratton, Daddy's little Daddy's little girl, backstage. And Tiffany was saying basically, "Oh, if you beat Wendy Chu, uh, we can go on a shopping trip." So I was like, "All right, that, that's that's the stake the stakes for this match, I guess." And then it's a fine it's a fine match. Wendy decides like pretty much thirty seconds in, it's a good time to just pop a squat and take a nap in the middle of the ring. So that's cool. <laughs> Steven saying he's he's digging money too, push her to push her for the title. If you're into it, cool. Um I it's not really doing it for me, but as I always say, we are we are all about respectfully disagreeing. If you're if you're like on a, on a show like this, you gotta pick and choose. Like if so, if something works for you, if you're liking it, more power to you. You like just take what you can get, right? That's that's my philosophy. But uh something that was Interesting uh, was Tiffany Stratton coming out, giving her credit card to um, Amari Miller as if to use it for as a weapon, and then it backfires and Wendy Chu wins. So all aboard the the choo choo train, I guess. But uh, Nasha saying Wendy's different. 
she is different. There, there's no doubt about that. She is different. Uh, and there's that's the classic debate about is, is being different inherently good, or can there be good, different, and bad, different? Uh, Brian said, what have they done to Mei, to Mei Ying? Uh, she can wrestle, but the gimmick's just not working. I mean, yeah, she went from being Mei Ying, this like intimidating badass, to resident napper, I, I guess. John, what do you, what do you think about Wendy Chu at this point and this uh, little development with, uh, with, with Tiffany Stratton? We do know that she, they will face off next because Wendy also stole Tiffany's credit card. So now they're actually feuding. Yeah, the story is more likely to fail than succeed, I would think, though. But, I mean, at least there's a foundation with all the antics we've seen. Uh, let's not, like, forget that Amari Miller was in this match, but still, like, looked at, like, as an afterthought because she wasn't the focus at all. Right. Now, this character, I, as soon as I heard the song, I was like, what is going on? And then the character is like, oh, boy, like, somebody that is i guess like tired all the time that's that's the point here he's yep, tired that's it. and then she's like so it's like you know like riddle always wrestles and he's barefoot all the time yeah. like that's his thing he's always barefoot and wendy Chu's thing now is she's gonna wrestle in pajamas i guess yep like that's it <laughs> that, that's 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 all there is to it and that's just saying she's not sure it's a good different no no, I'm, I'm, and for me, at least what, we, what we've seen so far, I'm not going to write it off, but what we've seen so far, I would probably lean more on, it, it's not a good difference, it's not a good difference, but DJ asking more, maybe more teams to the Women's Dusty Cup, we saw Tiffany Stratton here, because she teamed up with Nikita Lions. um, maybe, um, I'm not sure how that would, like, how that could work, like, I mean, they're going to have to throw some, some people randomly together, and it's, it's going to feel kind of clunky, so, there are worse options, but uh, sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> just you know, at this point, NXT is very much a th throw it at the wall and see what sticks kind of kind of kind of show. So why not? You know, see see if that works. But uh, hey, as Nesha points out, everybody loves PJs, so maybe, maybe that's why Wendy uh, Chu is quickly becoming a, an online sensation. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we did. I mentioned the, the index thing a minute earlier. I just want to touch on. We had. Um, Brooks Jensen asking Persia and Indy for, for love advice because he wants to, I guess, ask either Casey or Caden out on a date. And he said he wanted to take, take him out on, on, on his pickup truck and then listen to country music. And, and yet again, John, weekly reminder of someone that really, really, really dislikes country music and all, all that jazz. It's not, that's not doing it for me either. But boy, someone, does, someone else that's uh, notoriously not doing it for me, Von Wagner. Beck on NXT. He's alongside Robert Stone. Robert Stone now speaking for him, thankfully. And Robert Stone says that Von Wagner will be a future WWE champion, a future Universal champion. This man, he's the one that's going straight to the moon, John. He's the one that's going to win titles. He's going straight to the top. Uh, nobody can possibly stop Von Wagner. John, what are you thinking about the, the reintroduction, the, the reestablishment of Von Wagner here alongside Robert Stone? Uh, it's still not doing the trick here. Uh, I don't, I just, um, think the originality might be there, but it's repetitive, like not repetitive, but it's something that just, it doesn't make sense. Like it's, a, it's, it's original idea, but it doesn't make any sense because they just have been randomly put together. Like you have to at least be creative when you're being original with that. Yeah, um, I mean, you, we, you see, like, 
powerhouses of mouthpieces mouthpieces all the time it's very much a common thing this was just one segment so we can't like write it off yet but um you know didn't exactly like change my mind about von wagner wasn't like oh i'm so excited to see what von, von wagner's gonna do but um you know we'll see he will face andre chase next week andre chase won a match john he faced uh draco anthony draco anthony one of the newcomers to nxt 2.0 had a promo or, or a little video kind of thing where I guess his character is that he he works hard at the gym, so so that's good. Um, but uh, Andre Chase actually won a match. Like I, I was actually very pleasantly surprised. I feel like Andre never never wins matches, but of course, I think this was just a, a having gold from go from very very cold momentum to lukewarm, so he can lose to my Wagner next week. So then I, I can be sad about that next week. But for tonight, I'm I'm glad that Andre Chase won a match. I don't know, man. It's fun. He's got the student section. He's got the teachable moments. He, he's doing like the chance in the ring. Like it, that. This is one of the things that, that it's it's working for me, and I like it. I think it's been it's a one one of the more successful kind of characters we've seen, or one of the, the more enjoyable ones we've seen on XC here. And because Andre's making it work very very well, looking to see that. Um, but we got a kind of early in the show from Stephen Chambers we're talking about Vengeance Day here. Talk about the Dusty Up. We can talk about that a little more in a minute. But uh, one thing we will see is Cameron Grimes and uh, go challenging Kamala Hayes for the North American title. They had uh, a little promo exchange here with uh, Cameron Grimes making a joke about how um, Trick Williams and Kamala Hayes are like Squidward and, and SpongeBob, and then how they're all, they're up on uh, Ollie J's Instagram liking her bikini bottoms. Cameron Grimes is the is the mvp i will not hear otherwise he, he he's always just so entertaining like he always a weekly highlight of the show like him a lot uh for the match brian's saying it's good they're gonna tear the house down uh grime uh, he's had a good match and he's gonna shoot for, shoot for the moon and he's gonna take the stars with him as, as his casualties you know pretty pretty cool promo exchange here i do think it's gonna be a very very good match uh as for predictions steven's saying he would like to see grimes win but i think kamala retains i mean yeah at this point to me as it has been, Carl Hayes and Braun Breaker very, very firmly locked in as 1A and 1B on NXT. Uh, but good to have Grand in the spot here. John, what do you think about this little exchange and the uh, ongoing build to this title match here for Vengeance Day? Uh, I am excited to see how it unfolds because, the, and I say this all the time, but the way that they kind of build things up, uh, it can be either unpredictable or it can be really predictable. And we thought we've seen him in action before at, at numerous takeovers and even just shows in general where we thought maybe that it was predictable or, or maybe it was unpredictable and it's went the other way around. So like that basically solidifies that you can never really know if it's predictable, even though you can think and say, you know, that that's predictable because then you're wrong. Now, as far as where where this could end up, I, I, like I, like I said before, he doesn't need to win, and I don't think he's going to win. Now, I know you like him, and you think that there's a chance that he, he could, but I don't know. It, it was a little awkward for me. It felt that there was a little, uh, I guess you could say, confusion with what exactly the point was of this. Like, I don't understand what, like, exactly that. Like, what was the point of this? You could have just done a backstage interview or video package or something to get your point across. I don't, I don't disagree. Uh, I, this is just something that we see all the time of like the, the, the face-to-face confrontation where there's, there's not really a point per se. It's just kind of a, a way to have a champion and a contender 
say say some words and interact and, and and in theory uh build, he get some heat for their for their title match here um but i mean i i would more say i'm, I'm a big fan of camera crimes but i don't necessarily think he's going to win as you said you never really know but i do think uh Kamal is definitely locked in here uh, at least in the short term uh, of being the north american champion and you know, Grimes, I I would I'd be surprised, but I I could see him with a title. Whereas if, if for somebody else that hadn't been built up as much, you know, maybe not so much the case. But um, I didn't mind this so much. Maybe maybe they did this this week because next week they'll focus on some other things. Where you know if they have, uh, we saw like a, a video promo for uh, Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunn. Maybe we'll get something with them next week instead. You know, they're trying to maybe kind of just uh, shuffle the cards a little bit here. Uh, speaking of of that uh, still cage match, so Pete Dunn had a promo. This feud with uh, Tony D uh, will seemingly will continue with Dunn saying that he wants to face Tony D'Angelo in a steel cage match. Now, I would have to think that might be like a main event for uh, just one of the TV episodes and, and not for, for Vengeance Day. But, you know, at this point, we know that we'll have the Men's Dusty Cup, uh, North American title. Um, I feel we're leaning into an NXT title match, maybe. But uh, with the cards, um, of course, the women's titles as well. We know we're getting Mandy and Kaylee Ray next week, so um, we they're going to have to fill up two hours somehow. So you know, I, I would expect you know, roughly four matches. So it feels like that that one could fit on the card there, or they could have it as a main event, give it more time on uh, on the NXT episode here. But yet again, Pete Dunn, one of those guys, Raquel Gonzalez, another one, Ellie Knight, another one. You know, these these performers will have these swirling rumors about you know main roster call-ups, but here they are still on NXT. So with Pete Dunn, a guy that literally got a, a memorial service courtesy of Tony D'Angelo, I am um, maybe a little confused. Like, not what he's doing on NXT, but like, again, I feel like there was definitely an opportunity to have him move up to main roster and beyond some dark matches and main event tapings that hasn't happened yet. I mean, yeah, you pretty much nailed it on the head. And I don't understand, like, like Brian says, he needs to be called up. Uh, I thought he would have by now. It's not the fact that there were no NXT superstars in either Royal Rumble. The fact that nobody was even called up in a permanent role at all either is, um, I guess, they're saving it for for WrestleMania because you would think that Tommaso and Pete Dunn or, or, and maybe even Cameron Grimes, LA Knight, are four guys that absolutely are, are on the way soon. Yeah, and, and on the women's side, I, I agree with those picks as well. I was... I don't know. I guess a very clear like feeling. Like when I saw Raquel tonight, I was like, "Wow, she really needs to be on the main roster. Like it's time." You know, now we've got the single core Jade. Uh, if they if they do win the women's Dusty Cup, that'll that'll extend her stay on NXT longer, presumably. Uh, but I think she's been overdue for a call up pretty much since, since she lost the the title, and that and that was back in October. So um, I, I think it's it's well past time there. Um, as always, I say all the time um, on on the Raw SmackDown shows. Always in favor of some some shakeup, and that's what Brian Everett's saying. The call-ups that do shake up the main roster a little bit, and if they want to wait for like the post WrestleMania season, I, mean, I get it. At this point, it's already February, so I, I understand that. But uh, no, I was Stephen Stephen Ryan, Yes, yes, I was also bothered by the fact that there weren't any ex wrestlers in the Rumble match on either side. You had literally fifteen free agents and or Hall of Famers in, in the women's match. Not one from NXT, which felt very odd to me. Uh, and on the men's, we had. Two surprises, technically. You know, we had Shane McMahon and Bad Bunny that weren't advertised. 
definitely could have could have used one of the spots in general, one of one of the 30 spots even on a guy like Dunn Champa, but they didn't. So he definitely, as much as saying NXT confused all of us, WWE's roster management confused all of us, and we we do our best to to make sense of it and make make the most of it. But no, it was a pretty pretty weird omission to have no no NXT reputation in the Rumble at all. Um but on where we go, so we have um, otherwise here. Oh, we, we, we can touch on, on the men's Dusty Cup. So we do have the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic will uh, have its semifinal matches next week. It will be MSK versus Idris Nefe and uh, Malik Bleed, as well as, as I mentioned earlier, Grizzly Young Veterans versus Diamond Mind of the, the Creed Brothers, I should say. So, John, at this juncture, at least, uh, do you have a, a, revised, a revised prediction for the Dusty Cup, or, your, or has, has your mind changed at all, or what do you think about it at this point? Nope, my mind has not changed. Uh, I still stand by what I had said last week. Uh, but you asking me maybe makes me think that you, did you change? Did John? I I don't even remember who I picked. I, I've been I've been working pretty much since nine a.m. this morning, so I'm a little fried. I don't remember who I who I picked last week, but I think I felt fairly confident that MSK has a chance. I felt pretty confident it would not be. Uh, Malik Blade and Idris Nefe, but now now they're they're pretty much weekly segments. I'm like, are they actually going to do an ultimate underdog kind of thing? Um, Creed Brothers, maybe. I think I think uh, I would. I they they seem pretty likely at least to get to the finals. We got two comments here from Steven and Brian, both saying Creed Brothers and MSK in the finals. And that's just saying with everybody in the, in the chat at least, and I think John, you, you have my lens some support there as well. Everybody picked pick Jack at time. And uh, I, I'm I'm happy to report that Jagger Time was a first round out, so we don't have to worry about that. But um, I I yeah I I think Creed Brothers versus MSK would would be probably the best matchup at this point. You know, based on Grizzly and Veterans, they haven't been booked very well lately. Um, and I'm, again, I also want to do the the ultimate underdog kind of thing of uh, Malik and Idris. Not really digging that as well uh, in terms of just the. You know, believability, like, you know, I wouldn't really be into seeing them challenge Imperium, whereas MSK, there's history there. Uh, Creed Brothers, wouldn't mind seeing that either. Uh, Brian's saying he likes Creed Brothers, but uh, he still likes Skills Young Veterans. They're they're great. Again, they this is the third year in a row they'll be in semifinals, so I feel for them in that sense, but as always, it comes down to booking, so got to think that's probably going to be MSK and the Creed Brothers, and of the two, um... Why not give it to Creed Brothers? I would say, you know, build them up, build a new team. MSK has been there, done that, already, already been the champion. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that might be, the, might be the best pick here. Steven's yeah. asking, what, what about a triple threat match? I like the idea as well. I mean, we could easily get that, you know, a couple, couple weeks after the, the, the dust cup anyway. Um, but I do feel like we're, we are going to get a pretty clear winner here. And at this point, I would say probably the Creed Brothers would be maybe the most beneficial one. So, all this talk of titles leads us into the main event. Braun Breaker, NXT champion, and Tommaso Ciampa facing Legala Del Fantasma. Now heading into the show, John, there was at least a little a little buzz, a little curiosity about a certain interaction that uh, Braun Breaker had with Dolph Ziggler. So in a, in a digital exclusive Boston after Raw, Dolph Ziggler brought up the fact that Braun Breaker tweeted at him saying, oh, I guess he said he doesn't work on Tuesdays, but he doesn't. I guess he doesn't work on Saturdays, referencing his elimination from the Royal Rumble. And Dolph was, you know, hinting he might come next he and say hinting and pretty clearly doing so that he would even take the title leading many many fans to, to, to wonder would we actually have Dolph Ziggler come to NXT and face Braun Breaker didn't happen tonight but could be in the cards at some point potentially uh, but a little interesting kind of tidbit there 
they referenced, they referenced the Titan commentary, but it was more framed like, oh, wasn't that interesting? Not not like, oh, this is a, a developing uh, situation. But as we mentioned last week, Tommaso Ciampa wound up being the only friend that Braun Breaker could count on. And in the, in the promo tonight, Tommaso said that he wants to uh, help Breaker keep the title uh, against this the, the numbers game here uh, of Legato kind of outnumbering him. So kind of had his back there. Thought that was cool. There was one point where like he said that, and I kind of had this little hunch of like, is he saying that because he wants to like screw him over and and, and turn heel on him and and, and take that back for himself? No, no, stuck by his side loyally. And yet again, then in the main event afterwards, there's a little confrontation with uh, Santos Escobar. Uh, Bricker has back turned to Champa. I was like, is he gonna turn on him? No, I'm just paranoid. I, I've been conditioned to expect some of these things. Um, they, they seem to be uh, successfully coexisting so far, but um, there was one really, really pretty nasty spot. Ch- Champa sent a walking wild flying off the top rope and he just crashed right on the broadcast table that looked pretty rough pretty pretty cool it came across pretty cool on tv but i'm sure he's gonna be slow in the morning uh but john what do you think about this main event and then another uh another step in this rivalry uh between escobar and and breaker here and there was a little weird thing there where it seemed like breaker was holding a shoulder in the end his left shoulder he wasn't really moving it but then he did there at the end uh so Tommaso cannot, I don't even know if you would call him like a protector right now, but he can't continue into this role for long because he will become more and more irrelevant as time goes on. He's his own character. He needs a fresh angle. He needs to move to preferably the main roster. At this point, I feel like they're waiting until after WrestleMania for that. So unfortunately, we probably have at least two more months of this, Uh, you know, and I also don't see the title changing hands. So uh, Breaker's probably the guy for a while, although Escobar is certainly a worthy challenger. Yeah, no, I um, I think that's going to be a very good match. I've liked the build so far. There's a, uh, He had a good promo last week. Uh, Legato looked good in, in defeat here. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I'd like to see Santos have a match and against somebody, maybe even Ciampa, to get some momentum here. Maybe we'll see that. I mean, I don't feel weird to kind of abruptly do that next week, but I can see it happening. Um I don't know how much they, how much they can draw this, this out specifically. I feel like this will be a very good main event for Vengeance Day because, like you said, John, I don't think that there's any chance Brown would lose the title. As much as I do like Escobar, Steven saying likewise, it's going to be a great match, but Brown's going to retain. Unfortunately, is not Escobar's time. I mean, I've been saying for months and months and months, I really, uh, I, I really want them to like push Escobar to the moon and. They haven't quite done that yet. He's had a, he's had a good run with Legato. Uh, I, he he's feuded for the North American title, never quite got it. So you know, hasn't quite had that that real breakout moment, that breakout win. He's been few, he's been in the in the, like in the title scene. He's been right there, but not quite quite reaching that next level. And I think here we're going to kind of see the same thing. He'll be right just on the pre- the precipice, and then probably going to lose here. But I do think it's going to be a very good match. And yet again. Talking about LA Knight, Roderick Strong, Cameron Grimes, uh, Ch- Champa, all these guys. Uh, Brian Everett saying maybe, or he, he was saying uh, Escobar is another one. He's, he's a star in the making. He needs to go to the main roster. I mean, <laughs> as much as I like him, at some point you got to you got to leave NXT something. So it's not just all the 2.0 guys. I, like, I feel like they kind of have to to target that a little bit. And immediately, it's kind of unfortunate they haven't done that yet because now we, there's just like this group of people that could easily move up tomorrow, but. If that happens like kind of all at once, that would be pretty um, unfortunate in, in the sense of like yeah. then, then you're losing all of you, that veteran presence. Then it's hard to build the new guys, and it's a chain reaction like that. But um, 
you know, I hope like you said earlier, John, I feel like now, especially we're in this bit of a waiting period and I'm, I'm already impatient. I'm already like, let's go. Let's call them up. Let's, let's do some, let's shake it up. And you're, you're, you're probably right that we're not going to see that in the immediate future. But uh, Steven's saying, yeah, it's, it's a pretty stack card for next week. Not too bad. Uh, they did stack up the card for sci-fi. As you mentioned, John, we'll, uh, they'll be on sci-fi for the next two weeks. Um, it's interesting. I mean, Raw, Raw did a really good number this week coming out of the Raw Rumble. So it had that going for it. And I didn't, didn't I mean, I guess you could have, could have expected that. NXT going to sci-fi. I feel like no matter what they do, even if they, they did like a the NXT title match next week, it's probably going to be down. But they can't fault them for trying. I mean, from looking at the card right here, so the the two Dusty Rhodes uh, tag classic semifinals, we're going to have LA Knight versus Sangha, and as I mentioned earlier, we are going to have Mandy Rose defending the women's title. So not not a bad lineup by any means. I'm looking forward to that. But saying in the present here, John, if you had to rate the show on a scale from one to ten, how do you rate it? Uh, you could based on all the things we've been running through here. <sighs> 10. John, no, 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 There is a dot. There is a dot in the middle. There is a dot in the middle. Okay. 5.5. 5. 5. 5. Yeah. All right. Wow. John, John gave me the, the two hands and I was like, oh, God, 10 out of yeah. 10. Boy. Um, <laughs> now should just a tick higher with a six out, six out of 10 there. I try to keep it, uh, try to keep it in perspective. So it's even with six as well. I'll go for like a 5.9. I, I, I hate being negative. Like I, I hate to go like too, too low. Um, it wasn't, there are things that I thought were really bad. There were things I thought were pretty good, but, uh, you know, not bad. Uh, I'm hopeful for a pretty good show for, uh, I'm hoping for a good show for, for vengeance day. I think next week, as we mentioned, is a good lineup. Adid is asking, was about to ask John what you're drinking if you're giving the show a 10, uh, been a long time since we've had an NXT show, but even really close to a 10, unfortunately. Let's see, uh, Brian Everett, uh, a little higher there, with a 6.5. Not a bad show. It was tough to keep up with all the new characters. I mean, yeah, we're we're getting these, like, they, they do these new characters in batches where they, they kind of stagger it, but then they'll introduce, like, a bunch kind of at the same time. So it's a little tricky in that sense. But uh, DJ even higher with a 7.7. So, again, not, not a bad show based on that number. But, you know, um I thought it was pretty rough. We're, we're quickly kind of, uh, I don't know, man. I just, it's, it's been, it's a bit of a rough stretch. Again, the, the, some of these factors of, you know, thinking or hoping for, for, for some, some of these talents to get moved up for maybe some, some, for some more shakeup and, and not getting that. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's this weird kind of uh, limbo in some senses. And then some of the new characters aren't really working and, uh, some, and some of them are, some of them are Braun Breaker, Kamal Hayes are doing good things, really enjoying Andre Chase. So a mixed bag all around. That's why I gave it a 5.9. But uh, I do want to reference, I mean, because at least tangentially related to NXT, Brian Kendrick, uh, who was at least supposed to be on NXT a couple weeks ago, and actually he made a very brief appearance. Uh, he, he did get his release um, as reported by Fightful earlier today. Um, at least that, that was reported earlier today. And he is going to be making his AW debut tomorrow on Wednesday against John Moxley. So ending his run with WWE, he's been around for several years now. Uh, he was one of the uh, you know, real kind of standouts on the cruiser division. Definitely a veteran, very, very uh, respected for his his entering work, for his background, for his uh, for his resume in that sense. And wishing him the best in AEW, but didn't work out in, a, in a WWE. At least they wanted to go separate ways, and and they did. So um, wishing him the best there. But we're on to the next one here. Hopefully uh, ne next week will be good. Again, friendly reminder: NXT will be on Sci-Fi next week. Don't don't forget. I'm sure that you know they'll be advertising all over the place. So they'll. 
Uh, they won't let you forget. But just in case, uh, make sure to tune to Sci-Fi next week because it will not be on the US Network because of the Olympics. And otherwise here, uh, John and I will be back here on Monday, Monday to talk about Monday Night Raw. Uh, we'll, then we're back here on Tuesday to talk about NXT. Otherwise, uh, schedule printing. Robert and, I are, Robert and I are here on uh, Friday's talk about Friday Night SmackDown. And we have a great stream of interviews constantly coming to you guys. Make sure to leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate you. We appreciate your support so much. It means very, very much. We'd not be here without you. Talking about the wild world of wrestling, whether it's a good show, bad show, uh, poster time, like NXT is these days, or anything in between. Uh, we really appreciate it so much. So you guys come here and, and spend your time with us and, and just do do your best. And as we do our best to to do the one thing here, John, that we do at WrestleZone, above all else, uh, to come here, just to tune out, tune, out, tune, out, tune out everything else, and we come to do one thing. You know, tell me what that is. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Absolutely right. Thanks for listening, everybody.